God, you are the owner and possessor of my soul. When I was conceived in secret, in the dark, I was no secret to you. You saw me at conception. You surrounded me and protected me as you delicately and meticulously formed my heart, my kidneys, and inward parts. I'm Alice Newsom, and you're listening to the Repurpose and Publish podcast. I've heard it said that graveyard is the most valuable piece of real estate on the planet because it's filled with unrealized dreams, ideas, and visions. This podcast is about denying the grave consumption of the great content locked up in my computer and taking the bold step to share my thoughts and creativity with you. And now, here's more repurposed content from my computer. Today, we're studying God's omniscience, which means God is all-knowing. God completely knows and understands everything. Imagine God is staring at you, not taking his eyes off of you, watching every move you make, sitting down, standing up, lying down, and rolling over. Oh no, not like a stalker, but like a proud parent staring at their child, or a lover watching their loved one sleep. Have you ever caught someone lovingly staring at you? Did you blush and smile? You probably did, because you knew they were thinking wonderful thoughts about you. Over a period of time, they've gotten to know your character. They like the way you smile. They like the way you hold your head a certain way, and they like your quick wit and charm. They've taken time to study you. They know you, and they love you. Well, God loves you, but how much does he really know about you and me? Let's read Psalms 139, verses 1 through 6, and then we're going to skip down and read 13 through 16. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Verse 13, For thou hast possessed my reins, and thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, 
which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. This is one of my favorite Psalms. Let's look at it verse by verse. Verse 1, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Because God has searched me and known me means that I am a person of interest to God. Searched and known are past tense. So God has already searched me and God has already known me. It's like God has already taken out his flashlight and walked through all the places of my being my body, my soul, and my spirit. God has spent his valuable time shining his light on me and getting to know me. Verse 2, Thou knoweth my sitting down and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. God knows when I sit down and when I stand up. He knows how I spend my day. God knows the time I get up and the time I go to bed. He knows what I think during the day and at night. He knows my dreams. God knows my thoughts before I think them. He knows what I am going to think in the next minute, the next hour, the next month, and the next year throughout all eternity. Verse 3, thou compasseth my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. God holds the map to the path of my life's journey. He knows every hill and plain, every twist and turn, every bump and curve that I will encounter. He knows when I'm tired and knows all the places where I lay my body down. God is fully aware of all of my habits and peculiarities. God knows that I'm a morning person. He knows that I love coffee and chocolate-covered almonds. He knows my good and my bad, my victories and my defeats, my ups and my downs. Verse 4, For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knoweth it altogether. God understands all languages of the world. He knows the words every tongue will ever speak, good or bad, uplifting or cruel, blessing or cursing. God is tough. Literally, he has heard it all and seen it all. There's nothing we can say that God has not already heard. Personally speaking, God knows the word my tongue will unleash before I speak one of them, and he understands why I will say what I said before I say it. God understands me. Verse 5, thou hast beset me behind and before. The word beset is translated hedge, him, or surround, and they describe God's protection. Can we look back at some of the events in our lives and See God's hedge of protection in our past? Yes, we can. Some things may have happened that really hurt us, and we wondered, where was God's protection, and why did God allow this to happen to me? I don't know. Life happens to all of us. When hurtful and painful things happen, 
They can drive us to our knees and we cry out to God. Or we can become angry and blame God. Let's talk to God and tell God about our issues. Because God is concerned about our past, but he is invested in our future. The word besets also means him. In sowing, the purpose of a hymn is to secure frayed, frazzled, and ugly ends. A hymn finishes the edge of fabric to keep it from unraveling. Sometimes our lives are frayed, frazzled, and ugly, but God's hymn of protection keeps us from unraveling and secures our end. Verse 5b says, God has laid his hand upon me. Now, this has two connotations. One is discipline and correction as a loving father, and the other is God's blessing. No one enjoys discipline. No one enjoys correction. No one enjoys practicing over and over and over again. But discipline is for training. We've all heard the adage, practice makes perfect. Well, to become proficient in anything requires dedication and lots of practice. Discipline teaches us right from wrong, and it helps us make better choices. As a loving father steps in to discipline and correct a child going down the wrong path in life, when necessary, God steps in and disciplines us. Blessing is the other meaning of God has laid his hand on me. And needless to say, it's more popular because we prefer blessings over discipline. But the two actually go hand in hand. The very first time God blessed us, he said, be fruitful and multiply. To be fruitful is to be fertile, rich, abundantly successful, and profitable. Multiply is to increase, grow, and reproduce. God wants us to be successful, but the path to God's blessing and success is discipline, dedication, practice, and self-control. Verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain into it. God knows everything, and being aware of the fact that God has all the detailed and classified information about my life can be a bit unsettling. But God sees me differently. Than I see myself. When looking at myself, it's easy to see negative things and areas that need improvement, but God sees me as He created me to be someone worthy of His love and affection. In fact, God wants good things for me, and He wants me to be successful. He knows the choices I will make and has disciplines in place to help me stay on track to reach my expected end. This knowledge of God's intense love for me is overwhelming. It baffles my mind and messes with my head. But God is very passionate about his love for us. Verse 13 through 16, I'm going to read all together. For thou hast possessed my reign. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. 
So God, you are the owner and possessor of my soul. When I was conceived in secret, in the dark, I was no secret to you. You saw me at conception. You surrounded me and protected me as you delicately and meticulously formed my heart, my kidneys, and inward parts. You determined the date and time of my birth, as well as my nationality, the color of my skin, the color of my eyes, the color and texture of my hair, my height, my weight, and my bone structure. I praise you because I am an extremely magnificent creation. You breathe your breath of life into me, and I became a living being, made in your image, with creative ability like you, able to think, able to speak, able to make decisions that shape the path of my life's journey. You have entrusted me with choice, so I can choose whether to believe you or not, to love you or not, to praise you or not. I choose to see the wonders of your creation, the birds and the bees, flowers and trees, blue oceans and snow-covered mountaintops, and I stand in awe and amazement of your marvelous works. You are more than worthy of my praise. I praise you for everything you do is extraordinary. Before my conception, you knew my destiny. All the days of my life were written in your book before my life ever began. Not just the number of my days, but the time I would wake up. What I did, what I said, what I thought. Did I practice any disciplines? The place where I lay my body down and the time I went to sleep are all recorded in your book. You have studied me and have known me, and you still love me. You are awesome and amazing. There is no one quite like you. You are the mighty, omniscient, all knowing loving God. God wants you to know that he has searched you and known you. He has studied you intimately. He knows when you sit down and when you stand up. He knows your thoughts before you think them, and he knows your habits. He knows all the intricate details of your life. God also knows that along life's journey, you will encounter struggles and difficulties. He knows that these challenges can get us down and make us hard and bitter. It's at these times that we need God the most. God wants you to allow him to work in your heart. He has a way of changing things. He makes the best lemonade out of hard lemons. Lemons that must be pressure-rolled and squeezed to release their juicy essence. Then God adds the sweetness of his love and kindness, his goodness and mercy, and his grace. And what's bitter and hard 
becomes bearable. God wants to infiltrate your being by adding the water of His Holy Spirit to completely envelop your life so that He can teach you, comfort you, and quiet your spirit. God is concerned with every detail of your life the beginning, the middle, and the end. God wants you to have a strong finish. He has a vested interest to secure your end because God wants you to spend eternity with him. Let's pray. God, this psalm said, you have searched me and known me. It said that I am important to you and you love me. Help my heart and my head accept the fact that you love me. Help me get past the negative thoughts about myself and embrace the fact that I am an awesome creation made in your image. And right now, I experience your love as your breath of life flows through my nostrils. Today, and at various times throughout my life, as I inhale and exhale, let me pause and acknowledge your love for me. With this breath, I say thank you for giving me life. Help me, God, to embrace the concept of your deep, passionate love for me. Amen. Hello, I'm Galene, your host from Let's Meet the Author. I want to go ahead and boast about one of my authors who premiered in the first season, Alice Newsom. I have read her book over and over, and I cannot put it down. I have recommended it to my sisters, I recommend it to my mom, to my aunties, and even the male members in my family. Finally, there is a book that talks about the women of the Bible. All right, and also it gives juicy details about the lives of Jesus' ancestors. The book is called The Sorted Lives of Jesus' Ancestors. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Jesus' family does too. You've got to get your own copy. Go to alicenewsome.com and go ahead and read it and find out all the secrets of Jesus' ancestors. alicenewsome.com Get your copy today. You will not regret it. I've been busy. I've recorded an audiobook too. Now, the audiobook is a convenient way to hear the stories of the women in Jesus' family tree as you go about your day. I'm the narrator, and it comes with a special audiobook companion document. Get your audiobook now. If you are anything like I am, then you have a stored collection of stories and lessons. I encourage you to get that content out of your mind, out of your device, out of your journal, and share it with the world. Enrich someone's life because they are waiting for you. That's a wrap. Another podcast is in the books. It's published, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share it and subscribe to get each episode as it becomes available. And please, leave a review. Visit my website, alicenewsome.com. Remember to repurpose and publish. Thanks for listening.